What's up, what's up, fam? This is Jenny Jam from Fret Sisters, where we feature female musicians and strings. Got a video? Tag us on at Fret Sisters on IG or at Fret Sisters One on Facebook using hashtag Fret Sisters. Peace and love. Welcome to Between Frets, a space where female musicians meet and discuss all things music. I'm your host, Jenny Jam, and this is our final episode for season four. That's right, our final episode before a season finale wrap-up. And what better way to end this final episode but to feature our first harpist. That's right, she's playing behind me. Her name is Amanda Whiting, and she's from Cardiff, Wales. And wait a minute, I even think you even hear some of her music underneath. Ah, so nice. End of 2020, a holiday season, season four, wrapping up. Yep, we're heading into 2021. We are going to start season five with a bang. All new guests more maybe tutorials like we did with our Christmas with the Fret Sisters. Yep, we're going to try to raise a bar on this one. So if you have any tutorials or any interest in any topics, or if you want to be interviewed on Fret Sisters, then email us at fretsistersmusic at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at Fret Sisters. Mm-hmm. On behalf of the Fret Sisters, LaCole Rose, Sean, Shawnee, Sean Marshall, Autumn Rose, and Jenny Jam, we want to wish you the happiest and safest holiday season and Happy New Year 2021. Yep. Next up, we have our guest, Amanda Whiting. Peace and love. love our fret tea talk make sure you follow us for our latest episode and all you need is your favorite drink and grab a seat because our fret tea talks will never miss a beat welcome back everyone fret sisters is thrilled to announce our first harpist here on between frets She's a performer, composer, educator, and recording artist, especially a specialist in the field of jazz harp. She performs festivals around the world and teaches conservatoires across the UK. You can see her work on Instagram and YouTube. All the way from Cardiff, Wales, welcome Amanda Whiting. Yay! Thank you for having me. Thank you. I wanted. Oh man, I'm telling you right now, just having a harpist, like when we when you accepted our offer, <laughs> we were like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Um why? I'm no different to any other instrument. Oh, I know. It's just <laughs> such a beautiful, unique instrument. Like, and I of course it's it's love i mean i love it i just love angelic. it angelic yes. very angelic yeah 
It's not with jazz on it though. I think that kind of ruins the whole um, <laughs> angelic nature of it. I, re- I actually really like it though, the, um, at least seeing some of your work on there. But, um, but first, um, you're, in, you're in the UK, right? Yeah. Across, so it's five hours. It's, six, it's about past six in the morning here. I'm on the East Coast. <laughs> I got really early. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, how's it going over there? How's, how's everything going? Life is quite different. Um, uh, the music scene is very different, I, but I think that's a worldwide issue at the moment, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, it um, is. But I mean, it's been great because we're all sat behind computers and I've made so many friends across the world mm-hmm. um, in different time zones. Um, and, you know, like six in the morning, is that you find yourself two in the morning watching things, being there, just part. It's just you've become this, we've all seen closer together because of technology which is amazing Um, and listening to things I maybe wouldn't have listened to and chatting to people I wouldn't have met before and so in some respects the actual social side of music which for harpists can be quite lonely because we're usually on our own has become really lovely and involved so I've met loads of great people and done collaborations online Um, so it's been okay it's been okay it's been positive in different ways that's that's awesome, and the way that you mentioned like the technology part of it and get and people together. That's that is actually the main thing. I mean, I guess one of the things that we're all discovering, you know, through this pandemic. But um, yeah, I, I think that's so awesome. But I really like. Let's get started, and we we want to know more about you. We want to um, fi- you know find out like how you decided to try this beautiful instrument or what got you to that you know to that point that you're like I want to play the harp I know on your in your bio it mentions that you started at the age of six yes yes talk about that <laughs> in Wales the harp is our national instrument so they, they do teach it in schools in the Welsh speaking schools they teach harp um, from, from a young age so it's very much part of our festivals and we have these things called Eisteddfods which are festivals so you compete in them and the harp is always accompanying accompanying singers and lots of people have harp for their weddings and harp is just really popular in in Wales particularly in Wales Mm. Uh, but when I was six um, I very very clearly remember watching Harpo Marx on the telly and it was a black and white clown behind this beautiful instrument and I was just mesmerized that that was it that was seriously it for me. That's what I was going to do. Um, that was all I wanted to do. And I went to brownies. Do you have brownies in the States? Brownies. Like, um, you know, you have cubs, brownies, guides. Brownies are the little guy, girl guides, where you go like, in and skills and- Oh, like similar to like maybe Girl Scouts or yes, something? Yes, Girl Scouts, okay. yeah. yeah. So I remember going to brownies when I was six and I came home and there was a little harp waiting for me. And that, that was it. You know, wow. I religiously practiced every day. Uh, my teacher was quite strict. I like to throw my music around and things. Um, and I just practiced and, and that was it. And that was, uh, it was amazing. Um, and then when I was 15, I just, I'd been on holiday a few years before to a place called Wells in Somerset. And I'd seen this music school in old buildings to the cathedral and it was so, beautiful um, I actually went in and met some teachers and I decided that's where I was going to go and study um, I, I was 
I must be 14 at the time. That was where I was going, I decided. Mm -hmm. And at 16, um, after my parents split up, I went for an audition. I got myself an audition at 16. I auditioned and I got myself a place and I got myself a scholarship. And that's where I took myself at 16. <laughs> so I, I was very determined, really determined as a person, especially as a younger person as well. Um, and after that, I went to music college and studied and studied and studied classical music. My degree's in classical music, so I'm a classical harpist. And then I worked as a harpist, background music, working with singers, um, teaching, all of those things. And then I got to age 35, and I don't know if I had a crisis or a uh, change of heart, I don't know. I never, uh, I don't know, I just had a, this isn't right. I need to do something and I plodded along for a little bit. Um, I wanted to find music to play that I really liked because I didn't listen to classical. As much as I find it beautiful, it wasn't really getting to me. And my husband started jazz lessons on guitar and he'd come home every week asking me questions and I just didn't know the answers. And I was really embarrassed and quite distressed about this, that he was getting better than me at something. And I, and I was thinking, this isn't right, it's not good. And then all these guys used to come to our house every week, which sounds really dodgy but they'd come here every Monday night and have a jam in our in our music room saxophone trumpet drums bass uh who else we got loads of guitarists um come and go and they'd come here every Monday night and I couldn't jam with them I didn't know what they were doing I couldn't just didn't I was too embarrassed I couldn't just play a blues and that really really got to me I, I was really upset to me. So I then enrolled on a master's in jazz in the college in Cardiff. And um, it stripped me right back as a musician. I was so vulnerable. I didn't know anything. I, uh, yeah, it was hard work. I cried all the way home on the first day. I just said, I can't do this. I can't do it. And I did it for two years and yeah it was a huge learning curve of music for me wow. and since then i have fallen in love again with music and jazz i teach differently i work differently and i just have a real passion for music again so that's my story <laughs> that and that is so beautiful it's it's the drive the passion your inspiration back, you know, when you were a kid, like Harpo <laughs> Marx, like, <laughs> you know, and so it's just amazing how that just came up to what you're doing now. Yeah. And, and that's what I noticed too, when I um, saw your YouTube videos, I had them running <laughs> all yesterday. <laughs> and I noticed, I was like, wait, she's playing this jazz standard. Like I noticed a lot of jazz standards. Yeah. Um, and um, I know that I'm usually I'll like have like like shows. I'm a guitarist, so I'll get hired. And I got hired by jazz artists. And I was I don't really know much of the jazz standards, but you know she'll like be like we're playing this, we're playing that, and she'll give me like the music for it. Yeah. And, and I was just like she's playing <laughs> that jazz. She's like oh I play that. And I was looking at like I I've never seen that on a, you know for a harp. You know a lot of the stuff that you see online. It's more, I guess, more of a classical, classical. But also, we kind of—I um, mean, do you improvise 
yes. Mm-hmm. Well, for us, it's, it feels a little bit alien. And because you've got seven pedals on the bottom of the harp, we can get into really difficult situations with, with keys. Mm. Um, and improvising for us is always is quite scary because we're usually stuck to the page from the classical training. Mm. So improvising is not very comfortable for most harpists. Um, whereas guitarists, I think, even seeing my husband, it's kind of you really enjoy yourselves. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, you are right. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah, fun. Yeah, and your instrument's small enough to be portable to take up to the bedroom to sit there with it, or take somewhere with you and sit in the car and just play and just be at one with it. But I think our instruments are quite big, um, so we can't get them around very easily. So. Portering and porterage of them is is prevents almost that being with them all the time and um, an ease of just our instruments being with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's lots of barriers for us um, as harpists um, because the size of the instrument, the type of training we've had. So lots of the music we play when it's jazz to start with, we play written out jazz. So the dotted quaver, semi quaver kind of look on the page or the we we play the written out jazz rather than um, feeling the swing rhythm all the time. And I think it was that transition from playing it in a jazz style to actually playing jazz, improvising um, on the spot, which you, you probably do naturally. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was the big step over for me. Um, that was the most difficult step. Mm. You know, I'm really curious about um, your instrument because I know it's very intriguing just looking at just like the the high the, the huge. massive yeah the massive thing but the strings too because I kind of associate them I kind of when I look at the harp I think of the piano like the can can you want to show you <gasps> oh they're huge mm. yeah <laughs> they're, they're massive things <laughs> it's so beautiful they are but big. like the strings. Um, like I was saying, I kind of like think of the piano, like when you open the piano top and you see all those strings, like what, what is the, this might be crazy to ask, but what is like the standard tuning of a harp or, you know, like on the guitar, we have E, it's a E, it's a E standard, right? And then you you have violin and even sax, you know, you have like different keys. So like, what is it with... Like, what are those strings? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the strings are made of wire, cat guts, <laughs> cow's inners, and nylon at the top. So there's three different textures of strings. Mm-hmm. And the um, there's 47 of them on a full-size harp. Mm-hmm. So it is very much like the inside of a piano. But to get the black notes, we have to change a pedal. So we have seven pedals at the bottom. So you can set the harp into a key, so you can set it into E major. Um, But then if you want to come out of that key, which jazz does a lot, you have to use your feet to change to lengthen or shorten the strings. So there's a pedal for each note of the scale. So say the E pedal, if you put it into its E flat position, all of the E's on the harp are E flat. Amazing. So if you put it into E natural, all of the E's are in. So there's one kind of uh, linkage for all of the E strings. So in jazz, when you have an E natural in one hand and an E flat in, or in, in the one chord, if you have an F sharp and an F natural in the same chord, which we quite often do in an altered chord, you'd have to use a G flat. So we have to think enharmonically all the time because of our feet. 
that's the problem. And we have to think in key areas because what we set our feet into is a key area, like setting it into D. So say you have a, a two, five, one in F, you know, a, a, a progression. My feet have to be set into F major. Amazing. That's so it's, it's kind of a different way of thinking. We have to think enharmonically a lot. And jazz, yeah, so jazz is quite tricky. It's been a lot of practice of different combinations of chords and things. That's, that's so, that's just so like, different like mind-blowing like it's kind of like a thing where a musician that's like in one instrument talks to another musician and yes. some and another instrument's like whoa like you try yeah. to compare the two and think about it isn't he like well, yeah. how do you do that and and so you sidestep on the guitar from one chord to another which yeah. is a very lovely typical sort of um sound of the guitar isn't it in jazz on the harp that would probably involve four or five pedals having to be moved in one go in order to sidestep one chord. So you get into this land of your feet getting very busy, which then gets in the way of you improvising freely. So sometimes you have to cheat a little bit. Shouldn't admit that, should I? Or, or leave something out just to avoid too many complications. Yeah, I know um, I know there's like techniques on guitar uh, out there that I know you heard that, that it's like the harp, they call it the harp hum, harmonic. Oh, yeah. So yeah. trying so <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to take some of your ideas, ah. you know, some of the harp ideas, you know. You know I Is think, that taken from the harp then? Do you I think the now that I think of it, I'm like when I when I listened to you yesterday, a lot of the stuff, I heard some of like those sounds that well, I can't really do it that well, but you know, that I, I hear like a, some guitarists try to do like those little harp, well, those harmonics, you know, the yeah, kind of yeah. like put a chord down and you know, kind of yeah. make that angelic sound, right? <laughs> and the harmonic as well on the guitar, it, it, loads of similarities, the harmonics, cutting the string in half and getting the octave higher, all of those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Just, the rest are quite a big, big mm -hmm. deal, because different timbre and things, so yeah. 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 Yeah, so hey, we got, we got, we got something going on. Um, you know, have you ever tried like, I mean, since like going to school, you've tried other instruments, like, have you picked up the guitar and been like, you know. I tried guitar, but it hurt my fingers more than the harp did. <laughs> yeah, it's because I think the wires are thinner, aren't they, on the guitar? Mm -hmm. And I remember they, they were, yeah, it really hurt. I went to some guitar classes. I was no good at it. <laughs> I was useless at it. I was thinking, why? And also the shape around the the, the way you have to bend your hand yeah. around. I mm -hmm. didn't agree. But I did do um, a singing exam when I was um, a few years ago, just to kind of, I think it helps with the whole jazz language. If you can hear what you're, if you can sing what you're trying to play, um, just trying to link my brain up for that and then when I was nine months pregnant I did my grade four drums yeah <laughs> could hardly fit behind the kit I used it as an excuse though to get a better mark <laughs> I you, that, was, that was a baby kicking that was a I know it's not good with them <laughs> you're superwoman <laughs> you're a superwoman well, no because when I went back to college my rhythm was I think um my excuse is because I play so much on my own that you get quite sloppy with your rhythms. You and you just do big luxurious chords and you can get away with it a little bit more. Um, but my rhythm was really poor. Um, so I had drum 
and percussion tuition on my course and then I went for private lessons with drums on top just to kind of you know feel learn learn different grooves and feel rhythm within myself rather than just thinking that it's something that's I have to do I wanted to feel it rather than just going through the motions I wasn't being very genuine by just playing pieces practicing with a metronome and then that I, I needed to feel it and a few years ago I went on a course to Amsterdam with John Riley um drummer John, John Riley and it, yeah that was another <laughs> um week of being completely humbled I won't say humiliated I'm gonna say humbled <laughs> That's a <good> word. <laughs> because I just realized how you know clicking in in a band with rhythm is so important and how much you have to practice rhythm as a separate entity um, you can't just assume it's going to be there. You have to practice it and you have to feel it and you have to really give your all on all aspects of music, don't you? Mm-hmm. And rhythm for me was my real weak point. So I've had to work quite hard um, to try and improve it. Mm. <laughs> I'm giving all away all my weaknesses here. <laughs> it's okay. Therapy <laughs> session, I love that. <laughs> so let's talk about your music. I know you have several recordings out there. And um, yeah, I mean, can you talk about like, you know, what you have out there and, you know, yeah. like... Well, that's, it's changed so much because I've come from a classical world. You know, I've got some classical things out there, which is what my beginning of my life is. And then I went to college and I recorded an album called Butterflies with a jazz trio. And there's some flute on it and things. Um, bass flute, who knew? Oh, bass fl- and alto flute, oh, just stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recorded that straight out of college, um, what's that, seven years ago now, on my master for my jazz course. And put it aside, never thought anything of it. Didn't think anything. And then last year, I recorded my own first album of music that I've written. And because I used to say to my husband, Oh, listen to that. That's rubbish. Rubbish. What's this? And he's like, Man, if you can write something better, go for it. And he kept saying this to me, and it just annoyed me all the time. I was like, Well, I'm sure I could. I'm sure I could. Um, And so he said, Well, where is it? And so I thought, Right, okay, I'm going to write an album. So I started writing and at the time I had been touring, um, covering for a lady called Rachel Gladwin who's a, a, an amazing jazz harpist, who's the harpist for Matthew Holshall who's a trumpeter in Manchester and he's done, doing lots of spiritual jazz and I stood in for her for quite a lot of concerts around the world, Johannesburg, Hamburg, all sorts of places. And it's kind of um, where I found a new love of modal music. I always used to think, oh, this is quite, I'm not into modal music. That's not my thing, I like changes. But actually, when you're given that space in modal music and you have to speak, I find you can be far more melodic with your choice of notes. And so it was after doing those tours and um, recording on a guy called Chip Wickham's album um, last year that I started writing more more passionately. And I wrote this album called After Dark, uh, which is kind of a a love story. Um, And it's coming out next year. But what happened was at the beginning of lockdown, these two people, Rebecca Vasmont and DJ Format, Matt, his name is, he, they heard my music 
um, they were interested in me after Hugh and Chip's album, uh, which has been out recently. And he, um, they gave my music to, they asked me to, for my music and they passed it on to a Jazzman Records. And Gerald at Jazzman went, what else you got? And I said, well, I've got this album I did with my trio out of college and I got this new album I've written. And he went, I'll have them both. So this was March, just gone. And he has just now released um, five tracks off my first album from when I came out of college, which is, this was just sat here. I haven't just put this here for, oh. <laughs> yeah. um, this one, it's come up yesterday. Um, and it's got Little Sunflower, Libertango, In a Sentimental Mood, Kylie Minogue's Can't Get You Out of My Head, and Caravan, Duke Ellington. Um, and my friend did the artwork, she's a dentist. Beautiful. I'm an amazing artist. So. And that's vinyl? Yeah, this is vinyl. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's only out on vinyl as well. That is awesome. Oh, oh wow. We're vinyl heads in this house, so this is the ultimate. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> it's not out on CD, it's only vinyl. And um, I don't even know if it's to download, so it's quite special. It's only yeah. 500 printed, and it's kind of like a pre into my uh, my album I've written, which will be out in February, March time, mm -hmm. called After Dark. So I think Gerald at uh, Jazzman Records, who's an amazing person, he wanted to say to the world, here is some, you know, a jazz harpist playing standards but her music's going to come out in, in March. And I think that was the whole idea behind it. So yes, that's my yes. vinyl, which is so <laughs> exciting. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Something about putting a record on, putting the needle on, and that little crackle and oh. Yes, yes, yes. Are you well, into vinyl? Are you into vinyl? I, you know, I have a record player here. Uh, it's like back there. And um, like I just moved into an apartment. And so I had, a box, I found a box full of my dad's records. Wow. He's from Ecuador, so they're all Spanish records. Oh. And, and then also my sisters, my oldest sisters had, I guess their records were in there. And so they had like Pink Floyd, um, Led Zeppelin. Oh, the classic. Yeah, but I was like, wow. <laughs> Wow, what a find. Yeah, so I have so I have it here, but yeah, let, let me know where that link is because I want to <laughs> buy that. <laughs> this is, it is making a comeback. Vinyl is making a comeback. They're saying that, you know, that's like the, the end thing, like the, yeah. cool, the cool thing. It, like, it is the cool thing. And I realized that on these tours with Matthew Holshaw, he used to have his vinyl box with him. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, surely it's easier to take CDs. But no, <laughs> people don't want this. They want the vinyl. They so want I, vinyl. I think, I think cassettes are having a comeback as well, aren't they? Cassette oh, I don't know. That'd be kind of cool, though. <laughs> I don't get that because you can rewind and wait. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that one. But vinyl, yeah, it's, it's a big deal. Yeah, so, vinyl is awesome. It is. So, so the one in um, March, February that's coming out after dark is going to be worldwide distribution um, and that'll be vinyl and CD. And the CD will include this album on it with the new album all in one, all together. So. Oh, definitely. So, um, yeah, if is that link? Will that link be on your website? Because we'll, we'll put we'll put these oh, links in our show. Yeah, yeah, we'll put these links in our show notes. So if you can send it to us, okay, definitely um, we'll have it in our show notes. Thanks. Point everybody to that. <laughs> um, you have um, you do a lot of YouTube, and I know that you are 
active on on Instagram. Yeah, YouTube is not my bag, really. Um, I think I just put some things on there a few years ago. I haven't put a huge amount on there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, isn't it? All this social media, I've I've never got into it, but you realise actually it's a communal thing, and mm-hmm. you it's it's very important and as much as it takes over your world and your life and your you know feeling you have to post and all this kind of thing i've seen the benefits of it um and i wouldn't have met you either if we we hadn't been on on instagram Mm -hmm. so um yeah so i i I think you find the platform that your works best for you would you agree with that Mm -hmm. yeah Um, and i found instagram i can post little one minute videos and write something short about it and link and stories and things so for me I found Instagram has been my preferred platform yeah I find YouTube quite big and I know that's quite intimidating and the videos can be longer and (laughs) it's just all a bit oh so um Instagram is is my chosen one at the moment at the moment but who knows oh that's awesome (laughs) where where is your uh what, what have you found with social media Um, You know, I use Instagram a lot. I also have a YouTube that I kind of built up in years. Like I had really nobody and now it's kind of like grown. So, and so I guess a lot of the stuff that I post on Instagram or if I post something on YouTube, I'll put it on Instagram. Uh, Okay. And it's from Instagram, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll do both. So, you know, kind of like Instagram, well, you know, you can watch more of it on YouTube or the, 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 Pretty much like if they look at my YouTube, they, they're finding my Instagram because I have the link there and stuff. So, quite, quite yeah. Different. Okay. Yeah. So I found, but it, you're right. I think Instagram is actually like musically is where we discover a lot of, you know, a lot of the talent and, you know. Oh, it's, it was nice. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah. It was nice to meet you too. <laughs> so, um, Amanda, it's been so great speaking to you. Oh, um, Thank you. What an absolute honor. Thank you for having me. I mean, I'm I'm just thrilled, like elated, just being able to learn more about the heart, finding out about the pedals. I never knew about the pedals. Yes, the pedals yeah. are the problem as well. It's yeah. like, a, it's, I think you could be like a swan with your feet doing this at the yeah. bottom. Almost like the Irish dancing. It should be still up here, and then your feet are doing this. We don't, we don't see that. We just see the beautiful hands. Oh, I'm up here, but down there's frantic, frantic. <laughs> don't look down there. I want to. That's the one thing is that if I could ever get near a harp, I just want to try it out because I tried. You know, I picked up the violin, and I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, I wasn't great at it, but you know, like you know, just kind of like you know, knowing strings and stuff like that. But the are heart. you interested? Are you interested in in sort of just trying all instruments? Is that does that float your boat? Just to just to be curious, you know, yeah. I can't. I'm, I'm not a drummer. I, you know, I have a, a keyboard here that, like, if I record stuff, I can like figure out notes to just at least lay down an yeah. initial track. But you know, but yeah, I'm like, thinking musically and sounds and things, isn't it? I think yeah. your you, your brain becomes inquisitive. It's like, oh, how would how would the drum sound or not? Or how would? Yeah. It's just probably how our brains work, isn't it? it yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Oh, so nice to meet you. And I know. Yeah, I'm honoured. Thank you for so, asking. Um, yes, and give us give us your um, your social media or your website. You know, give it to the to our listeners. Oh, I'd love to. Thank you very much. And if anyone has any questions about harps, pedals, what have you, please please ask. I'm, I'm always willing to have a chat. I'm Welsh. We love chatting in Wales. And we also, we have this thing called a kutch. Have you heard of kutch? Kitchen? 
we're in Wales, we're very huggy people. In, in <gasps> the rest of the world says hug, in Wales we say kutch, and it's like a kutch with a squeeze on the end. So we're really missing kutching and all this interaction. Yeah. So if anyone wants to have a chat, give us a shout. I'm up for it. Oh, wow, kutching. I'm going to remember that. Okay. <laughs> well, definitely our, to our listeners, um, look up Amanda Whiting um, on Instagram and on yeah. YouTube. Amanda and- Whiting Harp on Instagram, yeah. What, what's the... Uh- Amanda Whiting Harp. Amanda Whiting. And um, you have a website, Amanda. Amanda. Amanda Whiting.com. Dot com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Who goes to websites? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> we will put links up to your um, to your release. Um, and uh, and yeah, Amanda. That's so thank generous you. of you. Thank you so much. That's really kind. <laughs> thank you. Okay, so um, so from Fret Sisters again, and between Frets, thank you again for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs>